Well, all the pumpkin spice stuff is back at the grocery store since it's post Labor Day. Oh, so my house smelled like fall on August thirty first. I don't. Hear it. <laughs> it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're taking a look at Marvel's What If show. Mm, Co- okay. A couple images to look at there. Uh, the Joker is taking top prize at the Venice Film Festival. Mm, so I've heard. This uh, I think it's been there like a, two weeks uh, there now. Uh, the next Star Wars trailer has been rated for previewing. Because uh, we got that bingo card out of the way. And more. Yeah, that's a that's a heads up before we get to that section. Uh, go make your bingo card for the next Star Wars movie before that trailer comes out because you're slowly losing street cred with every uh, with every new bit of information coming out. We might be able to possibly mark some of the stuff off that card when that trailer drops. Yeah, that's – I mean that's what one of the things you said You know, when we were doing that last week or before you said that. Like, we can do this before the next trailer comes out just so – we can um, mm-hmm. go ahead and you know, be ready to see if we're going to be on point to, to get a bingo or just totally biff it. And, yeah. uh, well, it's a good thing that we're – we're well, I say we. It's really you are so keyed into the news because we just knew a trailer was on the horizon. Like it's not like we're just – we've only had two little teaser trailers, so we know something's coming. Yeah, and, and the movie comes out in uh, December. Uh, I think we only had one teaser trailer, and that one was kind of like a D23 retrospective. So I don't even know mm-hmm. if that would even – you know, would count, but uh, definitely everyone talked about the end of that trailer from last week with the uh, double-bladed lightsabers and all that fun stuff. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of lightsabers, um, <laughs> where's this going? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this weekend, I got to uh, was invited to the uh, a, a comic con. I, I use this in quotes because uh, it's actually comic book based comic con. There's like maybe two celebrities there, and uh-huh. like they were like very like I think it was two guys from comic book men and a comic book artist, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to go with uh, listeners of the show, uh, Jason Ambrositis and uh, Troy, his brother-in-law, and um, then my friend Jeremy popped along as well. We came, went down there. We had a really good time. You know, it's, nothing's better than a bunch of guys riding in a car going to Comic-Con. You know this, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, from from our experience. So we got down there. Um, I actually need to start the day off. I pull up, and then uh, Troy pulls up behind me. He's like, I got a gift for you. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> that sounds ominous, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm like, oh, no. So he goes to his dry, the passenger side of his car, gets a huge box out of the car. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Sweating bullets, hands yeah. are clammy. Oh, no. Uh, I look at it. Uh, it's a hot dog roller, Mike. <laughs> Troy remembers when we were talking about um, making things into, like, a theater. I, I, I don't remember the details exactly, so I'm going to need refresh from anyone who can remember this conversation exactly. But apparently... But apparently we were talking about it on the show, on the podcast, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and he um, immediately went out and got me this hot dog roller and has been holding on to it forever. So now in my oh little what I call Margaritaville <laughs> theater area is a hot dog roller. And oh I've already gosh. decided, and I told them this, that this is going to make me the hero of family get-togethers, Mike. Ooh. I just pack up the hot dog roller, a bunch of nice hot dogs, and I just show up. <laughs> Ten minutes later, we're eating hot dogs. Once I plug it in. You, you know, I have to say, it's a it's a great invention because I don't know about you, but every like barbecue or cookout I've ever gone to, 
is the hot dogs are always last priority. Like the the man or the woman at the grill is always like throwing down the beef patties, you know, the steaks or whatever. And then just before everybody's about to eat, they're like, shit, I forgot about the hot dogs. And it's just always like, the, and then you kind of get like the pity ass, like, oh, do you want a hot dog? Do you want a hot dog? And really they're thinking, I hope nobody says yes, because I don't want to have to open this package of hot dogs because I already made all this other stuff. So now all you have to do is just set this thing out, bam, 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 throw a couple hot dogs up there. And they stay and- warm you can come back yeah. and get a warm hot dog you're gonna get a cold hot dog later when you want to snack yes and the best thing i like about hot dogs is there's so many different ways to like heat them because they're all cooked it's not like a when you're cooking a burger so it's like we actually just got hot dogs for lunch uh just the other day this weekend and uh, a steamed hot dog is almost better than a grilled hot dog because the process of steaming it like plumps it up more so you just get a different experience and uh trust me i've i've gone to many 7-elevens and gotten hot dogs off of rollers and have been very satisfied so all i have to say is that is an amazing gift from a listener of the show that is that's amazing yeah so i imparted him one of our um san diego comic-con stickers of course uh with with the exclusives i have a few left for people, so if I see you, you will. I know people. I have a list of people. If I see you, you'll get them. So I got to thank him for that hot dog roller because uh, that is hilarious <laughs> uh, and awesome. But also, you know, the convention. I was able to pick up a couple comic books here or there. Um, he uh, same guy Troy. He bought a, a long box worth of com- random comic books from this one comic book store. They had like hundred bucks get you a whole long box full of comics, and we looked it up. It's that's like two hundred fifty, three hundred books in that thing. Uh, so he helped me get uh, one called Marvel Nemesis: Rise of the Imperfects, which actually was based on a video game Marvel release in the early 2000s as well. Um, so I got that, um, and then what else? This oh, then we went back and we uh, we all hung out and had a good time. So I, I just gotta give a shout to that for the the, the low um, profile comic conventions and all the people there. It's just a a really good time. So. You know what? That's awesome. There's actually a, a comic, a, a series of kind of comic books that I've been looking out for that are kind of hard to find. Um, I found out recently, uh, I learned about the creator of Scrooge McDuck, uh, this guy named Carl Barks, who used to um, he used to write just kind of like these very family-friendly, like just Disney comics, like, you know, way back in the day. And uh, he created, you know, basically it, – it, is it Donald Duck's dad? I don't quite remember. No, Scrooge is, 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 un- is – I think is Uncle Scrooge. Uncle, Uncle, yeah, that's right. Um, so he created Scrooge. And everybody kind of thought this old this old man, or I guess maybe he was younger at the time, was just kind of creating this like throwaway character. But he made this really lush lore around this whole like Duckburg world and this uh, Scrooge McDuck character himself. And I didn't realize all of these old comics um, went right into the development of the DuckTales show that we all grew up with and we knew and loved. And also the new DuckTales show also goes back to a lot of Carl Barks comic books. And I've heard that they've been collected into some larger volumes. So, uh, I hear they're, they're not exactly like cheap though. They're sometimes the original ones are harder to find. So, uh, uh, just a heads up for anybody out there that likes uh, DuckTales or Disney stuff. Look out for some Carl Barks stuff. Cause I hear he was kind of like one of those comic book figures that got pushed to the sides and his name didn't really get the recognition it deserved, but it's finally coming uh, you know, back around, you know, like the creator of Batman, uh, it was a bill finger. Um, yeah, come back around and get in his credit. So shout out to uh, the the I, I'm pretty sure long dead Carl Barks, but uh, it's cool that legacies like that are coming are coming back. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Um, I also this weekend, uh, if anyone's wanting to know, I played Gears of War five 
all weekend. Came oh, out. how how was that? Because I saw a gigantic ad on the side of the freeway talking about gears, and it was um it was like a female character, I think, forward on the billboard. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, so um, you play as a character named Kate uh, Diaz, I think is her name. And uh, another guy named Dell, uh, you can swap between them and you can you do multiplayer. Uh, but she's the the main character uh, of this. And um, what's really interesting is that there is um, in, in the early Gears of War games, um, uh-huh. there, you walk through this like very interesting uh, area that's like genetic research, right? I think in Gears of War two. It sounds vaguely familiar. I think I, I, I've definitely played the first two. Okay, and then there are these characters called the Sires, right? They're these big ones that pop out of these tubes and come get you. Um, like little test tube things. Um, and it's finally, some of that Gears 2 stuff is paying off now in 5, which oh, cool. is awesome because I was like, I, I had ideas in my head and I was like, come on, like, where are we going to, when are we, we going to get to these things here? So um, very, very excited for that uh, to to pay off it's really a really fun game these some of these levels are huge there's a big like two open world levels one's a big snow level one's a big sand level and you go to like little encampments throughout and get out and do stuff so well i think it's just a dlc or maybe even possibly just a novelty but i saw on twitter that dave batista is in the game is he just like a skin for multiplayer or is he like in the story he's a skin for multiplayer Uh, Okay. Um, I thought that was actually really cool. Like, if you're going to make somebody, like, pay for DLC, like, it's awesome that it's somebody, like, famous, you know? I don't even know if he's paid. I think he comes with a certain version of it. Um, Oh. And um, they also, like, my version, the one I'm playing here is through uh, Gears of War, or not Gears of War, um, Game Pass Ultimate. I get the Terminator uh, endoskeleton, the T-800. What? That's in the game? Uh, Yeah, in multiplayer. And, oh my god! Um, Sarah Connor for the good guys, uh, her skin, and then also two Halo Spartan characters from Halo Reach as Whoa. well. That's actually that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, so like th- they're going all out. Uh, Gears Four actually had the guys uh, from Run the Jewels as uh, paid characters <laughs> much later. Oh in, in their life. wow! I had no idea. Yeah. So uh, let me see. Um, good. On. Gears has always been fun. I have really fond memories of playing that game because since I'm a little bit more of a casual gamer, the slower paced of the action was a lot more comforting because you just kind of like you kind of like lumber into the battlefield, get your cover, kind of like just lay down sprays of ammo. It was just it felt always a little bit more strategical, whereas like multiplayer at Halo felt more like a sport. Mm-hmm. Like you better get that reticle right over there freaking head and like aim just where they're about to be and then get that headshot or you just might not even play the game online you know no oh, exactly uh i mean i the, the gameplay in this is um it, it if it's not broke don't fix it so it, the mm-hmm. fact you love the first two this one feels just the same which is oh, cool which is great um but it's it's just xbox only right it's never come to any other consoles it's has xbox it? and, and pc yeah uh, okay um through um xbox game so my brother plays it on computer and i play it on xbox uh, and you get Dave Batista for free if you play any time between the 15th of September and 28th of October. Oh, um, interesting. It's like a timed it's like a timed window. <laughs> yeah, I think you can buy him afterwards, but like if you just play him, it's like a promo, cross-promo with the WWE uh, events or something like that. Hmm. Uh, he recorded like 700 lines of dialogue and stuff like that. Like they really kind of kind of let him have some fun with it. So. Oh, cool. Um I've been playing that. I'm really excited about it. I think I'm on I'm in ch- uh, act 3. Um or chapter three, yeah, chapter three. So I think they usually go to four or five, so um, feel pretty good that it's not you know done the first day. 
um, from that. So I played that a little bit this weekend. And then there was another game I played this weekend, Mike, and I think you were there for this. <laughs> um, we, uh, you, me, friend of the show, Quentin, and then uh, I think Quentin, more Quentin's friend, but you know him, a guy named Nick. Um, we all played Dungeons & Dragons via the internet yeah. this weekend. Yeah. This was my very first time. It was my first approach in the D&D. I mean, obviously, it's somewhat mainstream now. And if you've kind of been in like a, a nerdy community, you've been aware of it. So I kind of had had an idea of how the game was like supposed to work. I knew it was mostly improv. And you're kind of, you want make sure, you want to make sure your actions support the story. But you want to make sure you move things along. Uh, you kind of want to put like some character behind your character if you will a bit of a backstory so i had a lot of fun doing that it was a little bit a little bit difficult to figure out the mechanics i probably should have showed up to uh quentin's place a little bit earlier maybe to uh lay out this character sheet because i just did not know what i was doing it's a little complicated up front but once you get into it even uh quentin who is not exactly a pro dungeon master it seemed like he was he was cutting his teeth on that portion uh, he, even even that, I still had a really fun time. Yeah, I think, I mean, that was the, the best part. You know, we're all stumbling through this together a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out how do you get four people um, in three different parts of the country together. I mean, you had the luxury of being there with Quentin, but, like, next time, you know, we're like, oh, we don't almost, all have to be in the same room. Yeah, it almost wasn't even a luxury. It's like the, what was it? It was called Roll20. Was that yeah, the Roll website 20. we were using? Yep. Yeah, Roll20 was, like, this website to help people facilitate playing a game it was almost like a a chat room with a lot of interactivity yeah like a google a google hangout with like tons of stuff that you can do inside of the hangout but it was a little bit more difficult because it favors people being in different locations not people being or some of the people being in the same spot so we had to like turn microphones and and headphones off for one of the computers and we had to put take our headphones on turn speakerphones on so it was it was a little it was a little confusing but yeah. uh, i think the next time we play it'll be a lot easier i i'm kind of looking forward to there was like a drawing feature where you could draw on the maps that you were playing yep. and i got this nice huyan like 20 inch plus tablet on my desk and i was like man i got like a whole pen i can like really go in on this and i can like draw some really cool stuff so looking forward to see if that if that works the next time uh we start playing yeah i mean it was really fun i mean i you know just for people who 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 don't know i mean uh i i really enjoyed your character big bad billy the the (laughs) the ranger um and then uh, yeah go ahead the alliteration, I pulled that straight from a Marvel comic. I was just like, how do I name this character? Like, there's a lot of pressure when it's just like, all right, you're about to do like a thousand different things to build out your character. The first thing you knew, need to do is give it a name. And I'm like, uh, uh, the, was like the hardest part of the whole building process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, so you, we had a ranger, a rogue, and I was a wizard. And we had to attack these slimes, right? And, uh, these ain't no these ain't no monster rancher slimes that go out with a couple of hits. These things were rough. Yeah. So, oh, what what um, Nick got one hit with his character on one, and then it hit him back and KO'd him. And then <laughs> I went over to you, and we we took that one out, and then another one sneak attacked you and knocked you out in one hit. So here I am, this wizard with ray of frost. I'm just doing my ice, best ice man all over the place, <laughs> just freezing these things and trying to stay alive. And we ended up, you know, we we made it. Um, what what was what did Quentin say? I, I Leroy Jenkins did. Yeah, you Leroy. I mean, you because luckily it was an ice blast. You're able to slow them down. They couldn't get to your square, if you will, on the map. But then you valiantly uh, dragged us out of this uh, cave, and now uh, we left off at sleeping in front of. Um, Kind of a little bonfire, just yeah. in like the uh, the 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 breezeway of the cave, if you yeah. will. So next time we get together, I guess some dice will be rolled, and we'll see how much health we have when we wake up from being fainted. Because I was told we're not we're not 
permanently dead. We are more like fainted like Pokemon right now. So yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to see what Nurse Joy does for me next time around. Yeah, exactly. So we had. I think it was a really good. It was a really fun time. Uh, like, like you said, like I, you knew exactly what I was going to do because we talk every week. You were like, "This is Chris uh-huh. playing this character." Uh, so, and then, um, it was really, I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun. I haven't done something like that in a while. So I just had to give a shout to everyone how, how quickly we all pulled that together in like what, 24 hours and just went with Mm -hmm. it. So yeah, uh, that was, that was a good time, but, uh, I I didn't hear much else out of you this weekend because, uh, you know, I was doing everything. So what else did you get up to if you will? Uh, I mean, uh, before we roll into nerdy news, uh, we checked out something that I usually like to um, I usually like to jump into is uh, these kind of like nature documentaries. You know, there's one called like Blue Planet. There's one called Planet Earth. Uh, Netflix has their own that they bankrolled called Our Planet. So it gets very confusing because all of these like planet documentaries have very similar names. So you're never really sure which one you're referring to. But uh, I believe it came out either late last year or early this year and it's got like a ton of emmy nominations you know just like all of these nature nature documentaries it took like multiple years to make ton of like hidden setup cameras you know they uh, they get shots that have never been seen before uh drones are a, are a much bigger thing now than they have been in the past so they're able to get some really cool shots uh, so go check out our planet. It's like eight episodes. Each episode is kind of isolated to like a biome of the planet. And then after you watch them all, there's like this cool like hour long like behind the scenes documentary of like how the crew got some of these shots. And man, these people were like dedicated. They were trying to get footage of this Siberian tiger. Uh, so they had to like live in these tiny like wooden boxes and they wouldn't open up the door for six days and they were only they were only allowed to leave like once a week because they that like this this tiger's like landscape is just so delicate like any sign of a human it just won't pop out and they got some really amazing uh footage and they were, did they did that for like two years I couldn't even like fathom it like how could you even live like that so Props to these people dedicated their work. I just couldn't. I just couldn't keep it to myself because uh, it was just. It was just so amazing. So yeah, go if you're in between a nerdy streaming content, um, go check out uh, Our Planet on Netflix. It's really awesome. Our Planet, Your Planet. Yep. Oh, or is it Your Planet? I, I, no, maybe it's Our I Planet. Think it's our planet. No, I, th- I think it's Our Planet. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on with those titles. They're all so similar. Oh yeah, and uh, and Netflix has a lot of the other shows. They have rights to stream a lot of the other stuff. So if you su- if you look it up, you're going to see lots of other, you're going to see like Blue Planet from the BBC. You're going to see Planet Earth Part One and Part Two. And there's other stuff too. So your algorithm is about to is about to change up when you start watching that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that sounds fun. I mean, that sounds like a good time. I know it also mm-hmm. like didn't you say last week was it you who said uh, if you want to be depressed, watch this stuff too because at the end they're like our Earth is dying. Oh. Oh yeah, David Attenborough and his uh, narr—I mean, he's got great narration, but I mean, they definitely key a lot of this stuff into like, uh, here, look at these, look at this amazing majestic creature. Look at this uh, rare footage that you've never seen before. Isn't it great? Don't you really love this animal? Uh, guess what? Half of them are dead now, and they're all going to be dead in two years unless you do something. I'm just like, no. And uh, yeah, but it's still it's it's powerful. It's cool stuff. So uh, uh, got to put the word out there, you know. Yeah. Well. Hopefully it's it's still around in two years, Mike. That's my, <laughs> we'll see. My hope. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anything else. I think we're ready to jump into the news here. You know, we, we said the top of the show, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker has a trailer and it's been classified called mm. Trailer C. Uh, uh-huh. Been rated for previewing uh, by the British Board of Film Classification. 
uh, theories are that they've got it ready and they're going to put it out October 14th during Monday Night Football because The Last Jedi came out um, during October 9th during Monday Night Football. Hmm. I mean, I don't really have any graphs or charts in front of me that shows how long does it take for a trailer to come out once it's been rated, but I feel like that's a pretty wide space there that's like a that's like a whole that's over a month from after the trailer has been rated i feel like usually once we report these types of things on the show we're seeing the trailer days or at most maybe a week later so uh i mean football is uh, that's already started so maybe they'll attach it to a sooner game hopefully yeah i mean i don't know if they'll put something out so soon after the other preview um maybe that's why they were thinking a good month break but i mean yeah that's that's forever away but i mean if it's October 14th, that's also a good time for them to start putting tickets on sale two months in advance because they're going to sell out so quick. This, I mean, this, they always do in, in Star Wars. Yeah. Well, it's like this trailer will be like our first real full-fledged trailer that's not a teaser trailer. And usually we're, we'll get at least one more. Like they'll call it like the final trailer or something like that. So now I'm trying to think like, well, if we get one like in the middle of October – like, is the final trailer really going to be, like, in November, like, that close to the release? I mean, you, I don't know. I, I feel like it, those that window seems a little too close to me. But all I'm saying is I hope I don't have to wait all the way till October, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think if it does, this is a good middle ground for both of those. If they only want to do one more trailer and not ruin any spoilers or potentially have any leaks come out in the upcoming mm-hmm. months. Because this weekend there was a Comic-Con, I think in Salt Lake City. Uh, with In McDiarmid, who plays the um, Emperor, right, in all the movies, uh-huh. and Hayden Christensen, a beloved actor for Anakin Skywalker <laughs> in the prequel <laughs> movies. Uh, apparently, Disney had um, them cancel this panel of them appearing because apparently they might spoil like, away some of R- Rise of Skywalker stuff. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you bring those two people to... Uh, to a panel and there's like hey guess what i hear that they're closing out that star wars saga and one of you has been featured on the poster uh i think yeah i'm gonna ask you a couple questions about it and if you're not uh super trained in pr it sounds like you're gonna let something slip well i think the other thing is you know i don't know if hayden christian has done anything related to star wars lately until this year so the the rumors are remembered that he will appear as a force ghost at some point in this movie Ah. is this true I don't know, but my bingo card's looking pretty solid at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to feel like half of this movie is going to be Force Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to wrap up, you know, again, 40-something years of movies, nine total movies um, that I'm counting, because I'm not counting the spinoffs for this, um, the main trilogies uh, here. So, I mean, they could literally pull anything out in this last movie and, and to A, surprise us, but also tie it back to older films and, and you know, have those nice... I guess, touching moments, if you will, um, to wrap it up. But I mean, I mean, I, I figured, uh, Hayden Christensen had kind of distanced himself from star Wars after literally all the, the, the I guess, uh, feedback he got in the, the prequel. Movies. Feed, feedback. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> well, I mean, internet people weren't nearly as vocal then as they are now about star Wars. No one likes, mm-hmm. no one hates star Wars more than a star Wars fan. Mike, we all know that's true. <laughs> that is very true. I, I feel like some people say that about sports teams. So yeah. I can see, I can see the passion running deep. Yeah, very much so. So star Wars going to wrap up. I mean, other than Joker, we'll talk about it in a little bit here. I don't think anything else is really highlighting the end of the year for me. 
Um, as much as I will have to go see Frozen Two in theater, I just think <laughs> I, Star Wars. Is gonna I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Frozen Two. When does that Pixar movie come out with the, like the fairies and like the unicorns? Is that this year? I don't think it, so. What is it? What is it called? Onward. Onward? Yeah, I don't On- think so. It's March. <laughs> it Mar- okay, March. Yeah. Hey, Google did. Uh, Google found it for me before I even hit enter. Yeah. I thought that. Was, I thought that was maybe coming out this year, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going to check out Frozen because I'm an animation nerd and I actually like the original movie and I listen to the soundtrack, so I don't even care. So I'm not even seeing it ironically. I'm seeing it because I want to see it. Oh, well, isn't that cute of you? Yeah. Um. Yeah, like uh, my wife was randomly asking me the other day because she was she was filling out some sort of like social media like giveaway and she had to write down the movies that she was looking forward to for the rest of the year. And she was like, uh, babe, what movies are coming out this year left that I'd want to see? And I was thinking in my head and I was like, well, we're kind of in like Oscar season where a lot of the trailers that are coming out and stuff that will appear will be what are vying for like, you know, best picture nominations. And, you know, we don't, you know, she doesn't have a Harry Potter movie to look forward to this year because that was last year. You know, um, usually I'm trying to think of things that happen at the end of the year. And I was like, well, you know, she's not really a James Bond person, but that's usually a November release. That's not coming out this year. Uh, no superhero movies at the end of the year. It's just Star Wars. So I'm like, yeah, what is coming out this year except for two more Disney movies of Frozen and Star Wars? I'm sure there's something, well, but it, it, it can't be huge. If, well, Terminator soon. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it depends on how that can go either way. That's a that's a mm-hmm. big if. Um, for me, I mean, I want to see um, Knives Out. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With that. I'm kind of interested. I, I'm a big sci-fi person, so the Ad Astra movie with Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. That that looks good. Uh, if you like Trippy, like, I mean, if you like um, Legion, the, the showrunner Noah Hawley, his movie Lucy in the Sky opens the, the same day as Joker. Mm, I, I've heard of that, but I haven't yeah. I haven't seen. Is there a trailer for that at all? I think there's one trailer. It's a little 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 trippy. Uh, do you like uh, de-aged Will Smith and Gemini Man? <laughs> oh. I feel like I've heard some people are hyped for that movie, but I just watched the trailer and I go like, <laughs> are we really going to trust this director again? Uh, what was it? John Woo? Is that who's directing it? Uh, Ang Lee. Yeah, you're thinking Ang Lee. Ang Lee. Yeah. Uh, I kind of I get them mixed up sometimes, but I was just like I don't know. Will Smith has not really been popping off for me lately. I don't know if you if you saw the new Bad Boys Three trailer. Oh, Bad Boys Four, uh, if you will, please for life. Um, four. It's, oh, okay. Is Bad Boys I was like, wait, for was, Life? Was I was like, there was a third. One? There is a third one, but. What no? There's a. Is it not with Will Smith? No, I'm pretty sure. Is it? No, I think it's just Bad Boys, and then it's what? Bad Boys. I don't remember the title of the second one. It's probably just Bad Boys. Did too, they really but. just make it Bad Boys for Life as the third? Oh, one? They did. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, because I remember in the second one, there's like a there's like a scene with like a military base. I think the, in like Mexico. They're or driving like over that. the minefields in the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I so I guess uh, not. A, there's not a whole lot still coming out. I, I, there's like some. I'm sure there'll be something well, like on Netflix that might be good. The other it. trailer that came out this week was um, the, the full Jojo Rabbit with. Uh, oh, I, 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 I skipped the trailer because I already know I want to see the movie, and I was like, this is something I don't need to watch the trailer for. Thankfully, for the podcast, so I'm like, I'm just not going to watch any more trailers, and I'll just watch it when it hits theaters. Mm-hmm. So, and, and not to not to, to pile on again, but uh, Zombieland Two, if you're into that. 
Oh, that was actually one that uh, my wife uh, voluntarily said she wanted to saw. Oh, the other one, uh, Jumanji too. Uh, what is it? Straight to the jungle, out of the jungle. Is that this uh, year already? Wow. Jung- jungle, jungle to the max. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, uh, to jungle to Jumanji. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, it too is this weekend. If people were interested in it, um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I know less people. And then um, the ever familiar Cats movie. Is, is, <laughs> oh, I might ha- have to see that out of morbid curiosity. Uh-huh. So that actually comes out. I looked that up um, when it, when we were in um, San Diego when the trailer came out. That's the mm-hmm. same day as Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I guess counter programming, if you will. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you ever want to put a movie to fail so horribly, make the CGI horrible, and put it <laughs> up against Star Wars? So I I feel like they were in the concept art phase, and they were like. No one's going to see this movie unless it's weird. So throw away all of these models and designs that look appeasing, and we're just going to make it look weird as shit, and that's people will go see it, and it's working. I think it's honestly going to work. You think people are going to go watch this? Oh, I think so. I think so. I don't think... Um, I don't think it's going to be a box office failure. I think people will be able to paint success in some way. Maybe it'll go over above and beyond and do, I don't know, crazy international market. I don't know if they, they really like their cats in Japan. So I don't know if they, if that's going to be a big bust over there or not, but we'll see. Look, I mean, if any, if any play was to become a movie, I, a, I wanted it to be, um, what was it? The book of Mormon. I would, I would love to see that as a movie or stomp because what are you going to do with stomp? (laughs) <laughs> but we get cats instead. That's fine. That's fine. Well, how about this, Mike? Let's switch gears. For TV shows, we've got a new comic book TV show coming out in October with Watchmen. The yeah. the, the sequel, or I guess the, the in the future of the Watchmen universe. It premieres of, on HBO on 1020, October 20th, um, which is my wife's birthday. So uh, I will probably not get to watch that right away. Um, and it's expected to have nine episodes. I don't think they've told us the full episode number yet, which is weird uh, hmm. for it coming out next uh, month. It's a pretty short episode order, but that's all right. Uh, these shorter episodes can be fun. Uh, the Amazon Prime show uh, Carnival Row is only eight episodes. We're about halfway through it right now, I think, and it's been pretty fun. Uh, it, it, I feel like it's right on the cusp of kind of being something really fascinating and like right now i feel like it's just just serviceable so it's not like in this weird space of just like i feel like it just needs like one episode to just like really get things going crazy so um but either way it's only eight episodes so like i'll be done with it here shortly either way so it's not that big of a deal yeah well boys had eight episodes as well i mean these these oh uh, yeah and we're going to talk about the next show actually at hbo um westworld season three is going to have eight episodes as well so i mean i'm i'm down with these shorter episode counts i don't need to Remember, because we always talked about the, the Marvel shows, 13 was way too many. Always mm-hmm. too many. 10 yep. pretty okay, I guess, if it's if it's done well. Um, what Did Umbrella Academy had 10, I think? Yeah, I think Umbrella Academy was uh, 10. And it's this, uh, it's this weird digital environment where they don't – it's not like, uh, it's not like uh, premiering things on specific nights of the week back in the day 
where you had to fill in a nightly schedule, like these streaming services, like their number one priority is to get new subscribers and keep subscribers from leaving. We don't have to make sure there's new content like literally every single day, every night of the week. We just throw stuff at this algorithm and see what happens. So that's how you end up getting shorter episode orders. Uh, I'm sure there's negative aspects to it in the in the industry, but uh, for consumers, at least we're getting tighter, more uh, more interesting stuff. Yeah, well, I think this this really is, is heading towards the um, how television series operate in the UK. Um, a lot of good shows are they always have six to eight episodes. Um, mm-hmm. They they're able, I think, to get a lot more done and are more focused in that rather than have a lot of filler episodes, which I hate filler episodes, Mike. Nothing yeah. nothing ruins that steam of watching a show <laughs> than just a hey, let's have a flashback to the time you know you you went fishing with your dad. Yeah. Um, well, I, I know it was a little bit of a joke social media post, but if you follow Dan Harmon, the creator of a community and co-creator of Rick and Morty, he had like a, a fun a fun little video picture thing he posted on Instagram where he was saying like, oh, I've hidden a script in this house and it can be either adapted into a feature film or also chopped up into bits for a streaming service. And he was going on and on about like giving clues of where you find it. It was just a joke, but I was just like, well, I mean, he is a he is a television movie writer and creator. If he knows off the top of his head, he jokes about the idea of a script being cut up into streaming services. I'm sure that's just how it goes in Hollywood. Like, I have a great idea for this movie. No studio wants to buy it. So what do you do next? You go to a streaming service like, hey, I have this great idea for a limited series. <laughs> yeah, I, I have an idea. Do you want it to be a movie or a limited series is the question. Check one of these mm-hmm. two boxes. Um, and if those streaming services don't work, you go to Quibi, which is launching in 2020. They they came out with their prices, Chris. I know how interested you are in oh, Quibi. Someone asked – I told someone about it the other day, <laughs> and I was like, this sounds like the dumbest – Like when I said it out loud to somebody else, I'm like, this does not <laughs> I, sound smart. I'm sorry. If I, if I remember right, it's $5 a month if you want, if you want ads. And apparently it's going to be ad kind of light. Like they're talking about maybe one or two ads like per video stream. So if these videos are like roughly 10 minutes long, it seems like it might be kind of the equivalent to YouTube, you know, where you're getting like, you know, one or two little ads. Or if you want to shell out eight bucks, uh, you get no ads. I'm just like, well, eight bucks is the price of Disney Plus. So now you're competing with uh, with the likes of Disney Plus. So we'll see how Quibi works out, man. Yeah, well, you never know with millennials, Mike. You just never know what they're going <laughs> to subscribe to. But um, no, that sounds horrible, but whatever. Who am I? Who am I to judge? Um, but yeah, so Watchmen, Westworld, HBO—they're really starting to load up their stuff because um, HBO Game, Max Game of, on the way. Well, that and Game of Thrones is over. So what are you what are you going to HBO for, Mike? Anything? Uh, well, I, I talked about one uh, show the other week, uh, The Righteous Gemstones. That's on HBO. Okay. Um, I'm actually not much of a sports person. Uh, but uh, this household is a Dwayne the Rock Johnson person. And he's got ballers, which I think is like on season like the, three or four. It's, it's not the most four. I it's think not it's the, done. Or yeah, done. it's not. The, it's not the most intelligent or sophisticated show I've ever watched. But it's simple. It's easy. It's huh? fun. It's easy to just like throw on the screen. You see a big movie star on HBO doing a TV show. So you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, go check it out. Well, uh, The Rock puts out so many movies a year, man. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's also uh, fifth. It's uh, this. Upcoming season is the fifth, and it will be its last. So it's actually mm, that's got, got five that's years. that's good. I don't think it has much more steam. So, uh, what was it? Um, is that movie? Is the show Barry still going, or did that? Oh, season two of Barry finished a few months ago, but I'm 
I'm positive it's going to get more seasons. Uh-huh. And the last season of Silicon Valley, which probably will come spring next year, um, is uh, in production right now. So yeah, HBO's got some good stuff. They're going to get some. Uh, they're getting some nerd content soon because they got um, his Dark Materials yeah. coming out. Uh, that looks very expensive. So I'd like to watch that. Isn't that crazy? Where I'm not really too interested if the show's going to be good. I'm just like, oh, how much money are you pumping into it? I want to see that money on screen. Yeah, and then the the uh, Game of Thrones prequel show that's like thousands of years prequel, like Knights of the uh, Old Throne. Oh, is that is that what they said? They're, are no, they, they're taking that uh, Lord of the Rings approach of just going thousands of years in the past? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's... Uh, yeah, pretty much that's what it is. Uh, and they started, I think, filming a little bit of it, too. Or at least the pilot. So um, I, I could see it being that next winter, if they wanted to. Winter's coming again is, is probably <laughs> the tagline. I don't know. Um, and you can always catch your, uh, your your favorite DC movies on, on HBO, since it's owned by Warner Brothers. So mm-hmm. uh, if you want to do that. Much like The Joker... Uh, which is at the Venice Film Festival. It's been there for a week, and I, I looked this up. We we talked about this. How many people saw this movie? Apparently, uh-huh. they show screenings multiple times throughout the week um, uh-huh. to allow more people in because the, the the theater sizes are smaller at film festivals. Yeah. So um, people uh, are, are watching Joker all week. They're doing their hot takes on social media. Oh, my gosh. This is like going to be the steam broccoli segment here. Uh, everybody on Twitter has got hot takes of this movie. And, okay, just be prepared. This is me defending a DC movie, which is something that doesn't usually happen on this show. But it's like uh, there have been only a handful of people in the grand scheme of the global population that has seen this movie. So there is no way this many people on Twitter can have all these hot takes, all these Joker hot takes. Everybody's trying to push this narrative on social media that this is like a pro-incel type of movement where the Joker is this maniac and this movie is going to make you fall in love with him and how that's like so bad for society. And it's just like you haven't even seen the movie. I don't understand what you're doing right now. It's just crazy. And uh, it's unfortunate in a situation because I usually like to try to go into the movie not having any controversy attached to it and also not seeing any of the reviews of it. But since it's been at a film festival, it won like this top prize for the film festival. I think it was called like the Golden Lion or something like that. Yeah, I think like it's that. the Golden Lion, which is like essentially the uh, Oscar for film festivals. Yeah, so it's uh, it's doing very good. People like the film, so it's just kind of like, come on, people, just get off your high horses, wait until the movie comes out, and then go ahead and feel like you go ahead and bash the movie. It's like it's like the same thing of like those dudes that were bashing Captain Marvel before it even came out. Like, go see the movie and then give me your opinion, and then at the end of the day, realize it's just a comic book movie, and just like just get just oh, it just makes me so upset because it's just like we don't even know if we're gonna like or hate this movie on the podcast and already I have to defend the movie so it's just like it's just so frustrating and you know I think Joaquin Phoenix in these trailers has looked super cool so I'm actually looking forward to it so now I'm forced to go into this movie with all this extra baggage and it's just so annoying so uh, you know uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm just on Twitter a little too much you, you know what would really make that better a <laughs> nice that? big jar of jalapenos that you can eat out of oh while you're watching god the briny smell that wafts into my nose that's a joker move that's yeah. some sadistic thing that he would like going on in the screen of his movie. Exactly. Everyone everyone <laughs> gets a free jar, and you have to eat it while you watch the movie. Um, the Rotten Tomato score's out. Not that that matters at all. Um, but if people were interested in doing it this, I mean, a month early, if you want to set your expectations now, go ahead. You'll forget about it by the time it comes out. 
what I hate about this, and, and you know, in kind of a similar vein, Mike, is now I want to watch the movie and I can't. And people are asking me, "Hey, when's this movie come out?" And I'm like, "Forever October. away." <laughs> I'm like, you're, "You're seeing way too much news for a movie that's not even available for the public to watch yet." Yeah, exactly. So, um, but that's also kind of puts me in the idea that they might do early advanced screenings. So keep your eye open for any you know links that may pop up and on your Twitter, Mike, for early advanced screenings of Joker. Yeah, so. just uh, don't have an opinion about something unless you've actually experienced it. I'll I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Says Mike, who has a, an opinion about having experience. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, last week we talked a little bit about the Birds of Prey leaked footage. This time we got a higher quality resolution version with an English title and uh, full resolution. You can see the hyena bits at the very yeah, end, <laughs> and, and you can actually see the title this time. Um, so it's Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which is, I'm just calling it Birds of Prey for the rest of its life. Um, yeah. But she says, uh, was it no uh, no more... Uh, clowns. Yeah, no more clowns. Something. Yeah, what's up with all these clowns? Because it's, it's a fake It 2 trailer at the beginning. Yeah. So. The only real takeaway I think we got out of this was looking at the logo at the very end. Because they kind of like hid like knives yeah. and weapons and stuff in the letters. That was kind of cool. So shout out to the, the graphic designer over there at uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, but. like it's good and it's like good and subtle. Like, you, like once we looked at it, yeah, like, oh, there's all this fun stuff. But like looking at it, it's not like, oh, my God, they're doing over the top Suicide Squad uh, mm-hmm. lettering. So uh, that was a really, really fun revelation while watching it here. But um, this is online, so if you didn't get the Russian one from last time, you can go click on this one and watch it. And, yeah, and, and do that. So um, no more, no more clowns. No more. We're not down the clown people. Mission Impossible Seven. I can't believe it. This, I wrote the number seven after this. That's what got <laughs> me because uh, the first one came out in the mid '90s, right? Um, mm-hmm. So Mission Impossible Seven. Haley Atwell, Agent Carter herself, is joining the cast of the upcoming film. Mm, there's a good chance that if you're a woman with an accent, you're going to be in a Mission Impossible movie yeah. because they have to make this. Uh, they have to make this Tom Cruise uh, more uh, kind of cultured than he is, just being an American. So they throw accents uh, at these mm. characters. So uh, excited to see Haley Atwell anytime I can because we obviously loved her in Agent Carter. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about her here possibly in a moment in the ne- in the yeah. next uh, the next topic. But yeah, we're. Uh, we're a Haley Atwell stands over here. Well, um, it's one of those things like, are you an actor in a superhero franchise, but you're not getting any work in that franchise? A la Henry Cavill, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Haley Atwell. Then let's put you in the Mission Impossible movies while we wait. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner was in there for a while when he wasn't getting any solo action movies. Yeah, it's like the it's like purgatory. <laughs> yeah, um, Simon Pegg was in Star Trek, and then he's like, well, we, we need him in these movies too. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like all these people just kind of popping up in these movies uh, now recently. Uh, so. Mission Impossible Eight, Nathan Fillion, he and Alan Tudyk, they're going to be in that movie. I can guarantee it. Yeah, and we're coming up where Mission Impossible movies are about on par uh, in terms of number with Fast and Furious movies. Um, well, also, I think this franchise is is supposed to be ending. I, I think it's rumored, but I wouldn't be surprised if MI Nine is maybe the last one. Oh, uh, Mission Impossible X. They got to get to the X. <laughs> Ah, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, I'm also waiting for some crossover franchise here. Like, like when, when's the shark gonna get jumped? These have been pretty good <laughs> lately, but like, when when are they gonna mess up and jump that? Shark? Uh, well, obviously, I don't know if it's the same studio, but it's either got to be 22 Jump Street or <laughs> Men, in Men in Black because we never got that crossover. <laughs> yeah, um, or or what's another uh, Tom Cruise franchise? Jack Reacher, Mission Impossible meets Jack Reacher, and he just plays that- the whole. 
thing. <laughs> yeah, just bring all of his characters. We got the technology. We can do it. Yeah, yeah, it works. So, um, yeah, Mission Impossible 7 on the horizon. I'm thinking Hayley Atwell might be a, related to Henry Cavill's character, both British secret agents. But, you know. Yeah, all right. And that that what made me think of the Fast and Furious thing because, like, isn't wasn't um oh what's her name Charlie Theron's character like the sister to Jason Statham or something like that? Yeah, well, it wasn't Charlie Theron. It was the other actress that was um, Charlie Theron was the bad guy the the sister of Jason Statham. I don't know, whatever. Oh, I can't keep the sister of Jason franchise. Statham was in uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and she was actually in the last Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, well. that's right. So the chain of events. They, see, they can merge. They can merge. They, they, yeah, they got it all. Marvel's What If is going to be an interesting show. I'll tell you this right now. Um, the, uh-huh. the showrunner has gone to clarify some statements that people have been assuming that Kevin Feige made uh, where they said there will be one episode for every movie. That's not true. Every movie will be explored in a new way, but not every episode is about one movie. Uh-huh. Um, meaning, hey, do you like Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, now you get Black Panther and Star-Lord. And here we have two images of T'Challa in the Star-Lord outfit for some reason. I don't know. I can't draw the line myself, but they're somehow doing it. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I'm not really sure why. It almost just seems like let's just throw a different person. And I guess maybe what if T'Challa was kind of kidnapped from Wakanda when he was a kid? I'm guessing is going to be the story there. Um, I'm more kind of interested in the animation style because as we go through and look at all all of these different uh, show ideas, they all seem to have the same animation style. Whereas I thought we might be getting a like uh, love, death, and robots or animatrix type of situation, where like it was more of a compendium of like different styles. So I, I guess it's not a bad thing that they're unifying all of it, because I guess you know that seems very Disney, it seems very corporate to well, go ahead and get a consistent style. But I have not always been the biggest fan of this 3D kind of generated style. So I'm not getting the best representation since these all seem to be like kind of screenshots or like literally like iPhone pictures of a movie screen somewhere. But I guess I'll just have to wait and see how the animation goes. Uh, Because if you go over on Netflix, there's like some just like random like 3D generated kind of like animes that you can kind of preview, and I just don't well, like the look of them. So may- maybe I'm just being nitpicky. They, they said it's similar to Star Wars Resistance. And again, these these are very low-resolution screenshots, you know, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. But, I mean, to me, like, each still looks like, you know, it could be a, its own individual kind of picture in and of itself. Like, I enjoy the lighting. We have a, a zombie Captain America here where Ooh, he's that's, blue. that's my that's my favorite one. I love that picture. Yeah, his eyes are glowing red. He's blue. It looks like one of the newer suits. Uh, and then um, the uh, the one after that, we get to see another Steve Rogers in his little bitty uh, or in a bit little bitty Steve Rogers in a big Iron Man suit. It looks like. So I mean, I guess if I had to compliment one uh, style of three D animation, Netflix has a show called The Dragon Prince from the from one of the writers of Avatar: The Last Airbender, which looks kind of like this possible style. Uh, so I don't know. There, there's hope. Uh, I'm I'm not too bummed out on it. Uh, but I just absolutely love the whole idea and concept of everything going mm-hmm. here because these are all things that we would never in a million years see in the MCU proper so I'm glad we get to explore ideas of zombie Steve Rogers because that's honestly badass yep. and lastly we get to see uh, Captain Carter and her howling commandos um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of got like I to me this last one this one looks more like a motion comic and but also this could just be a very much a um, still shot for this one so uh, like a concept art drawing but, uh, yeah, so what if, I mean, like I said, we're going to have um, 
the watcher narrate all these different alternate takes on these movies and you know again I don't think there'll be 23 episodes they'll probably be closer to like what 10 or 12 and yeah how does this I would tie think into that- the MCU at large yeah, and I'm curious how short they are. Are they going for 12-minute episodes? Are they going for 22-minute episodes? It's streaming. I guess theoretically they could be as long as they needed to be. Uh, are they going to come out on a weekly basis? Is it going to come out all at once? We know some of the Disney stuff is going to be weekly based. Uh, you know, it's uh, this is one of their kind of like I feel like younger audience type of situations. So uh, who knows how they're going to pivot with it? But I'm very excited. You say that, but remember watching Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Mike, and how adult that show was. <laughs> for being an animated show. That's a great Marvel show where you get a lot well, of lore at once. Man, speaking about something that's kind of uh, on the adult side of thing, I've been slowly working my way through the Dark Crystal series on Netflix. And I believe last week I said it, you know, it was it's an all ages type of show. And I still feel like it is that way. But also they sneak in some kind of scary stuff every once in a while to where if like you're like, you know, if your kid was sitting on you next to the couch, they might have that nostalgic kind of fear that we had when we were kids, you know, because I feel like for a while now, a lot of this kid stuff has been pretty sanitary. But I, I don't know if you remember, Chris, but when we were kids, I feel like we would watch like a either a cartoon or like a live action kid movie and there would be like actually kind of scary stuff going on so maybe that's slowly kind of coming back into the zeitgeist of it's okay to scare kids a little bit now because there is like a bug that eats somebody's eyeball in dark crystal and it was like kind of scary but really cool so yeah i mean because it's puppets it makes it that much more real i think like feeling because you're like oh "Oh, yeah that's not that's not animation that's like you can go touch this puppet if it was there i'm like that's weird so I, I definitely get the heebie-jeebies sometimes with, with those. As a Muppet fan, I even say that. So, the Hawkeye show is another uh, Disney Plus show, uh, and coming out, and they've gotten uh, Mad Men writer. I think he was also a, a, an editor at some point, Jonathan Igla, to write the Disney Plus series. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not as familiar with Mad Men, but I know people. There are a lot of people who like the show. Yeah, so, it won a ton of Emmys. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's cool that they've got a guy to, to write this out. Uh, the 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 thought process is also, is this Jeremy Renner's last Marvel take um, to replace him with uh, Kate Bishop? I don't know. Um, I think Jeremy Renner will take any movie you give him. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> well, who, well, who knows how long these kind of original Avengers can stay out of these series? Because I saw some rumors out there. It's just... I, I'm pretty sure it's just rumors, and you probably agree, which is the whole reason it's not in our show notes, but an idea of Robert Downey Jr. possibly coming back as a voice yeah. for, like, an Ironheart series. And I was kind of poking through the article, and I didn't see any really solid sources. So, yeah. theoretically, uh, these actors might be fine coming back in, in voice roles. Yeah, well, I mean, he could totally do like what he did with uh, in Iron Man or Spider-Man Homecoming, where he filmed for three days and made a bunch of money in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could do it, but, I mean, Ironheart has no precedent in this universe yet so I like until they announce something like you know that could be five years down the road when they do that that'd be fine but and 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 also at the same time I have no issues with somebody taking up the mantle of Iron Man or the character of Ironheart but I feel like they've kind of treaded on that story with the last Spider-Man movie of like literally uh, Peter Parker putting on Tony's glasses and like kind of taking over so i feel like you know if you bring up Ironheart, i think you need to take you need to pivot you need to find a different angle than literally the voice of tony stark coming yeah. back in so uh feel fine to bring the character in but maybe a new angle at it yeah i mean exactly because i mean literally what i would say like oh maybe she found a piece of tech by him and he's like he whoever have the power of iron man shall wield this tech and i'm like that's exactly <laughs> what far from home was 
with yeah. the glasses. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't need. We've got a lot to look forward to, and I think Ironheart may have just been a, a thing to be like, hey, no more Spider Man. What about Ironheart? And like, yeah, I feel like now that like Miss Marvel and like She Hulk and all of these other shows have been announced, everyone's like, all right, everything's on the table. If you hear a whisper at a cafe from anybody who looks like they possibly work in Hollywood about any Marvel character, it's probably going to be on a, on the streaming service. So let's run with the story. So I feel like we need to be a little bit more critical of these rumors coming out. Yeah, exactly, because uh, they are going to definitely be doing that pretty hardcore. Uh, speaking of uh, Fantastic Four, uh, the rumor right now, Mel, is that Doom may not be the villain in the first MCU film for Fantastic Four. And I say, hell yeah. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> uh, they've used them as much as they can. Like He's been- like I said, like we've said before, we want him to be kind of maybe a cooler kind of character in the shadows, kind of building things up. But And he was literally been all in all four other Fantastic Four movies. So mm-hmm. why do you have to make him again in this one? Sure, his creation is tied to the creation of the Fantastic Four. That's fine. But in the very first Fantastic Four comic, Mole Man was the villain. So why Mm -hmm. not use that a little bit? I mean, the character's name existed in the last Fantastic Four movie with, um, I can't think of his name. He is, uh, he was the leader, uh, in, um, the Incredible Hulk, the scientist who did, who did, had the green stuff going to his brain. Um, the actor from, the actor from (laughs) Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The smaller one. Oh God! He's I also can't in holes. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's also in holes, folks. He, he's in these Marvel roles where he's Marvel character roles that are going nowhere whatsoever. So, uh, but Molan <laughs> uh, definitely has an opportunity to become a villain in this and really not make Doom at the forefront. Um, someone else also mentioned uh, with Noah Hawley doing the Doom movie, maybe Marvel could make him a a Disney Plus series. But I don't see that really working out either. Um, before his movie appearances, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel he's got a good Loki opportunity here to become a, a a villain that people care about later. Yeah, yeah, and also um, with him being the leader of Latveria, like a kingdom, like maybe a, a Black Panther conflict later on. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we we briefly talked about it uh in a past episode where, you know, it'd be cool if they kind of come up to a, a big movie event where all these kingdoms are kind of like fighting each other at some point in time. So, yeah. uh you're going to need Latveria for that. Yeah. Like Avengers Realm of Kings would be cool. Anyway, uh lastly, Avengers, speaking of, Endgame is now the longest running movie in 2019, still in theaters, still making money to this day. Yeah, I guess there there was never a chance that they weren't gonna reach that uh, box office goal because we were. T- I remember talking about it like, oh, how long is this gonna run through all of the summer? How long? You know, they they, they were always gonna get that. They're always gonna get that number one spot. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just a, another interesting. I think the actual it was tied with Dumbo um, earlier this week, and now it has surpassed Dumbo, uh, in and with 133, 134 days in theaters still. Um, I think if I if I pull up my stats here, Infinity War ran for 140, so it maybe has one more week left in it before they pull it. Uh, well, uh, the, they'll put out the double extended version where you get to see two more seconds of pre-rendered footage, and they'll make you go see it again. Nah, I think with it being on physical and digital, no one's going back to the theater anymore. Um, last year, uh, just to put out there, uh, Incredibles 2 was the longest running film of 2018 with 182 days. 
So. Gasp, another Disney film dominating the movie theater. <laughs> it, it tied with The Star is Born, but a lot of our audience isn't fan. I mean, we're not catering to the Star is Born audience here. <laughs> what, they didn't want to see real life a but rocket raccoon? Incredibles 2 <laughs> wasn't that good to run it, yeah, it, that long. It, yeah, I'm 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 glad, uh, Chris, that you, you, we're coming back around to it. Uh, Incredibles two was it was it was all right. It was all right. I don't think it lived up to all the time six, that we had to wait for six it. Six months in the theater is just whoa. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it not being as good as the first one. Yeah, uh, it's like we live in this. Uh, we still live in this weird world that like something either needs to be the best of all time or the worst thing ever made. It's just like no things can live on a spectrum in the middle. Well, and and Pixar's reputation for sequels is worse than than good. Toy Story yeah, was a, an anomaly, right? It's the exception, yeah, not the rule. Yeah, exactly. Everything else, I love Monsters Inc. Monsters University. I do not like watching. Uh, oh no, Cars no, no, got no. two and three, uh, and even what spun off into Planes. What what was that about? Um, <laughs> I think Planes technically wasn't part of the Pixar universe. I think it was another. It was Disney, maybe it was, but it was Disney before they had kind of their animation new renaissance again. But it was the same thing. It, yeah, it was it I was agree. Cars with Wings. Uh, it's like <laughs> it, was, it was that TV show uh, Wings was the 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 airport version of uh, Cheers, pretty much. I like I liked Wings. I didn't know this. Uh, but I think uh, I, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about like uh, Frasier and whatnot, and I think Frasier or one of the Cheers characters made a cameo in Wings, uh, which I thought was they were doing crossovers way before MCU was. You know, there was a Cheers characters popping up in Frasier, Frasier popping up in Wings. It was just a crossover city on TV, so none of this stuff is new. But I heard one of the Russo brothers wants Robert Downey Jr. to win an Oscar for Endgame. Don't think that's going to happen, Joe. Uh, but <laughs> what, what, what's I mean, the bonus he's getting for for that? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world if Downey Jr. I don't know why I'm calling him Downey Jr. If Downey Jr. got a nomination, just because it's not far beyond the Academy to nominate or award people. Uh, things for like completing you know it's like hey you know your stuff wasn't the best in the world but you did a lot of it and you held in there so we're at least going to throw you a nomination so that could possibly happen um but hey this joker movie i never would expect a a, a dc movie to uh, win a film festival so anything can happen i mean uh suicide squad has an oscar that's crazy i can't even say that with a straight face yeah 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 nope nope well anything's possible uh, <laughs> this year, Mike. So we'll we'll have to keep our eye on award season uh, early next year, which is also around Super Bowl season. One of my favorite times of the year for our shows because some, we do two episodes some, a day. Yeah, somebody told me that Super Bowl Sunday is the best day to go to theme parks. So uh, check that out if you don't like the Super Bowl. Yeah, well they're, they're they got to stay home and watch the commercials so then they can listen to our <laughs> recap afterwards. Because yeah, that's the, one gotta, of the most important Sunday shows we do. I can't go to the Disney park today. I got to sit home and watch a commercial for the next Disney movie. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what Black Panther and probably not Black Panther, Black Widow, and probably the first teaser for Eternals. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's Disney Plus thrown in there somewhere too. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I guess Captain <laughs> America, Bucky, and Winter Soldier would be that next fall. So yeah, there you go. You got it. That's our show this week mike we we were all over the place a little bit here yeah we nailed it though just like every week we nailed it dang another show done another show (laughs) down 
Uh, if people want to know what you're up to, uh, where they can find Big Bad Billy, the ro- the ranger. Because <laughs> I know you're going to go sketch him. Now. you got to draw your character, Mike. That's part of the d I was process. I was thinking about him the entire drive home. Um, so And that was late at night, too, for you guys, wasn't it? So mm-hmm. uh, It was like 2 o'clock here when I got done. Uh, so where can they find you at and all the stuff you're doing? Uh, it's really easy. All you got to do is go to Mike Royer Design on Instagram or Twitter. And you can get my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, if people want to check you out, see what you're doing, see what hot dogs you're rolling up, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I'm going to go get some nice hot dogs for this thing. Yeah. I'm not getting those cheap ones to break Nathan's. Out. Nathan's hot dogs are the best hot dogs I've ever had. So I'm also thinking um, to go to the local gas station and buy myself some of those uh, um the rollers like the tornadoes or whatever they're called that are flavorful i oh my god chris you are so speaking to me i love those things sometimes they're called tornadoes i feel like sometimes they're called twisters i think technically people might refer to them as like a taquito but it's not a taquito taquitos are really crispy and they kind of like they break open and there's kind of like shells that come off with it like these things are almost kind of like weird like flowery they got like chew to them but they're delicious i love them (laughs) yeah exactly so i i don't know how to buy those in a store so if i buy them from the gas station bring them <laughs> keep them warm yeah it's just like can i get some of the frozen ones you haven't put on the spigot yet <laughs> yeah yeah I, just, I would just love some of those uh, some some right out of your fridge if you could um so so that uh head over to comic ui this uh next month i'm headed to galaxy con here in louisville um that's my next comic con i'm going to people are going to go to the three-day event I'm very excited about it um tickets are on sale i think 50 bucks for the weekend it's pretty good pretty good price here uh so i'll be doing that uh, people want to know more about our show, what we're doing, our next review, which is the Joker, obviously award award winning Joker. Uh, <laughs> where can they get ready for that at? Oh, it's so so easy. All you got to do is visit superheroslate dot com. You can go there, find all the places we host our show, and to get our awesome show notes. So we got a lot of screenshots in here for Marvel's What If. Go check out the show notes so you can see that awesome shot of zombie Captain Marvel. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you'd like to listen to podcasts. Uh, You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch over at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, We love hearing from you. We love it when you reach out. Uh, Let us know what you think about the show, what you want us to talk about. Uh, If you want to know more opinions about Candy Corn, had uh, some people reach out. Apparently, they w- weren't expecting us to have all these hard, fast opinions on candy corn. Uh-huh. Uh, I will not touch a piece of candy corn until October rolls around. I have well, standards. However, there's a new Mountain Dew flavor. It <laughs> tastes like candy corn. So yeah, I think it's called Voodoo. Chris thinks it tastes like candy corn if it was mixed with Mountain yes. Dew. I think it tastes like cotton candy or possibly bubblegum flavor, maybe mixed a little bit together. Uh, but it's weird because it has the Grim Reaper on the front of it, and the Grim Reaper would never taste like this. So uh, <laughs> I guess you can go check that out. Let us know what you think about that Mountain Dew flavor because we know we love our uh, we love our, our, our vanity snacks yeah. over here at the podcast. But uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is buy Chris more things for his home theater oh, yeah. um, and uh, just share the show with a friend. I'm share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. Yep, including next week. We'll see you then. All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Well, it's a it's a pipe dream, and it's probably not going to happen, but it would be nice.